Everyone starts at zero, but you have it within you to be more. Welcome to the Zero to Hero Show with Jason O'Neill and Jerry Mills, where we're all about inspiring and equipping you to get from zero to hero in business and in life. Join us here where you'll find the best motivation and actionable advice that you'll need for your hero's journey. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Zero to Hero show, and we're going to be discussing something really, really cool. Uh, I am Jason O'Neill, and my co-host, Jerry Mills. What's up, Jerry? What's up? What's up down there in sunny Florida? Oh, man, it's not so sunny out today. Oh, no? It's been a little chilly out, but I mean, compared to the rest of the (laughs) United States, I guess I can't complain too much. I have some friends that literally got like three feet of snow. So oh, right. It's not too bad. And I think up there, what is it, like zero degrees out every day? It's uh, not that cold, but uh, it's pretty cold. We tried to take a walk yesterday with uh, the baby, and uh, we lasted about two blocks and said, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> we went back inside. So what's what what's awesome about that, by the way, is you were just here in Florida a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, buddy. You were here in Jacksonville. It, was, it wasn't... Like compared to where you were, it wasn't chilly, but for us it was chilly. And then um, what we're going to talk about today is actually what happened after you were in Jacksonville. You went down to, what was it, uh, West Palm Beach? And right. And you were at a Tony Robbins Business Mastery event, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty awesome uh, trip from the Outsource Lifestyle event in Jacksonville. And we just rented a car and drove down to West Palm Beach and uh, had our niece with us who helps manage our Amazon business and also has been a nanny. So she looked after Remy while we attended uh, five whole days of, and you know, you know what Tony Robbins events are like, you know, just jam packed full of content. So it was, it was an awesome time. So excited to kind <clears> of <throat> break down some of those things and especially for people who are curious as to, you know, what it's like to be at a Tony Robbins event, you know, what, you know, is it really live up to the hype and all that sort of stuff? Man, so I went to one event. Um, as you know, I went to the Unleash the Power Within uh, just a couple months ago, and that was my first ever experience. So I'm curious to hear, because I know at the, the Unleash the Power Within, people are literally just like a bunch of crazed lunatics. They're jumping around just the whole time. Tony Robbins, he's like hypnotizing the entire crowd. And like after a while, you're like, how in the world did I get sucked into this? Like I'm jumping around like a crazed <laughs> lunatic too. I don't understand what's happening. You know, right? <laughs> like peer pressure is really, really powerful in those, those settings. So what, how, how was this? How was the Business Mastery event? This was a... Um, high end um so this is something that you invested a a pretty good amount of money to being at so what was it like yeah yeah that's that's a great point that this was for most of the people there i think this was not their first exposure to tony robbins uh they had been at a upw or, or other events because this was a this was more exclusive this was more of a This is a higher dollar value ask or investment into yourself and into your business. So I think because of that, the the people around us were much more um, obviously business focused, and and um, it wasn't as much of uh, working on the personal dynamics or personal breakthroughs like UPW. You know, when Tony would go around the crowd and 
that's one of the most amazing things I remember from UPW was that he just picked some random person and then he'd just work with them one-on-one -on -one and get to their core issues that was holding them back from their own personal breakthrough. Well, most of these people have dealt with that work at some level and now they're looking to apply that. This is sort of a practicum or a, a um, like if you were in college, sort of a 200 course or 300 course as opposed to a 101 sort of thing. That's cool, man. So, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've joined some high level masterminds and, and this is kind of like, uh, getting into a high level mastermind. So you're saying the people there were just, um, operating at a different level, right? Right. I mean, I've noticed that myself too in business. Um, to be honest with you, as, as we've grown our mentorship program, um, you know, the, the higher that we've raised our prices, um, for the, for our consulting services, it really has attracted a different kind of person. Like I've noticed that. So what were the, what, what were the people like? I mean, um, what were they doing? What was everybody's goals there? Like how, what was the structure of this whole thing? Well, I'll tell you what was surprising. And like, <clears throat> I, uh, I tweeted, uh, and you can follow me at Jerry Mills. That's where I'm, I'm most, active on Twitter in terms of social media. But I remember one day I just Twittered because I, I there people would ask questions during the event and, and some of the people, even you know, higher than us, like paid to be even closer to have closer access to Tony up front. And there were at least three times when he talked to somebody and asked them, Well what do you do? And he said or they said, uh, I'm a dentist. I was like, I I tweeted, I was like, so I guess a lot of dentists are looking through for business breakthroughs. I mean, which is cool, but it's not something that I would have thought about, that here's a bunch of dentists, you know, here's some chiropractors, and, and, and we're going to get into this later, but what I realized is it's really, I think, easy to get into the trap of being a business operator when you're a service provider, like a dentist or a chiropractor, um, you know, or you have or like a, a dietitian or something like that. You're sort of in the weeds, I think. And so um, uh, I think that was really helpful for these business operators. So I think you had entrepreneurs who were interested in launching new businesses or some people, like the first guy I met, you know, we were waiting. They, they keep you waiting at the doors to get in. That kind of builds that anticipation, right? Kind of like a red like a velvet rope sort of thing. So Tony, I think, is a, a brilliant at um, crowd dynamics. You know, he's been doing this for 30 years. And so you don't just walk in and he says something, and you're, all of a sudden you're like, yeah. You know, he knows how to get the crowd. Um, you either buy in or it's just not going to be useful if you're not all in. You know, it's like being a sports fan, right? If you're going to sit in the back and, you know, not do anything, you're not really going to become that, you're not going to identify with your team. You're not going to become that passionate about it. you got to get into the game, right, even as a fan. And I think that's part of it with this event. So you had a few different types of people. You had your entrepreneurs, like this guy I met. <clears throat> uh, we're waiting to go in. Uh, cool guy, had a funky little goatee. And I'm like, hey, you know, what's your story? And this guy just bought a ranch in California, and he's basically, you know, got cattle and sheep and everything, and he's 
He's trying to make it profitable, wow. sell those to market for lamb chops and, and steaks and everything. And he basically was like, yeah, you know, I just want to figure this out and grow my business. <laughs> so you got these interesting entrepreneurs who have just launched into a new business or are thinking about what sort of business they'd like to jump into. And then you have these business operators who have a business and they have a staff, but they're so in the weeds that they're figuring out how do I work on my business, not get stuck in my business. So, and then you have some, I think, investors who, um, have gone to the next level. If we look at like cash flow quadrant, um, that, that are, uh, looking at different businesses to, to, uh, find strategic partners for so they can look for the next thing. So I think those are the few different types of buckets of the people that, um, I noticed at least at, uh, at business mastery. So, um, so yeah, so what you're saying is, um, there's there's just a lot of people out there that are doing some pretty cool things and you got to meet some people that you probably never even thought about um that were doing some things that you probably never even really thought about doing in your life right a cattle ranch yeah like uh well for for instance ended up you know there's a few times where you you know talk to the person next to you and i generally don't like that stuff i don't know if you i don't know about you but turn to the person on your ride and you know so <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty reserved when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Honestly, like I really am. Um, I, I I keep to myself a lot. Um, I'm. That's something that I, I definitely uh, want to work on, though, is to be a yeah. little bit more social. Like sometimes sure. it's easy to get caught up behind the. Yeah, and then uh, I'll just tag on to the other thing I was going to mention in terms of the people there, because you know at one point I did stay in the room and engage with the people next to us we have a uh, conference call later today to talk to them about their business and how we could help them uh, sell on amazon so it was able to be leveraged and you know started as a relationship just talking and now we're going to talk having a potential business uh, relationship as well so you know like you said getting out of your comfort zone you never know who you're going to meet yeah i love it hey I always, um, I always, by the way, turn, uh, as best as I can, those types of trips into stuff that, um, really can help out within the outsourced lifestyle. As you see, you know, like a lot of the connections that I've made have come through, through those high level masterminds, you know, and it, it really, uh, you get around just a different level of person and it, it like creates those opportunities out of thin air. It's like, oh crap, I have this idea. You have this, oh yeah, let's talk. And you know, maybe they'll hire you as a consultant. You know, you turn that into a, you know, an income generating trip. Yeah. Yeah. Then absolutely. All your trips are really paid for by your business, <laughs> right? There we go. Especially when we invest in Jet Smarter and uh, are flying around in private Ooh. planes all over. So yeah. And I'm telling you, yeah, 12 buddy. grand, that's not bad. Like I'm, I'm actually I'm messaging back and forth with them right now. They've been messaging me, so um, I haven't sealed anything up. But they even have like free helicopter rides from yeah. any of the airports around the New York City area into Manhattan. So I'm just trying to find out how many jets actually come out of um, where you're at, out of Jacksonville, because it's like that's that's well worth it to be able to travel like that, and you can get like extra people on the empty like flights so yeah we're off 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 target there but um <laughs> yeah like that jet smarter is um 
is cool. Like I'm excited about learning about that one. Right. Because com flying commercial is really um, just not very fun. Yeah, it's not very fun anymore. Yeah, definitely true. So Tony talks about these. Especially with an infant. Especially with an infant. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Tony talks about these gifts of service and who you are at your core and leading out of that. And there's being these three buckets. So <clears throat> a little different than the cash flow quadrant uh, descriptor of who's there, but these entrepreneurs and he basically said, you know, out of this room of about a thousand, twelve hundred people, maybe fifteen hundred people, he said, really only four or five percent of you are truly entrepreneurs. These are people who love risk. They're willing to launch things, fail spectacularly, and just get up and do it again. And that's the lifestyle they they're comfortable, really super comfortable with that level of risk. You know, I said now everybody here, because you're working on your business, because you're investing yourself, you're all entrepreneurial. But to be that at your core entrepreneur, you have to be somebody who's just super comfortable with risk. And um, the other two buckets are uh, being an artist um, and then being a manager leader. And Tony Robbins basically said, I'm an artist. You know, I started this because I wanted to help people he, with NLP. You know, I, I wanted to help people. He said, I've learned to become a better entrepreneur and business owner. And so we're all some mixture of these three buckets. So you and I are both entrepreneurs. We're both artists. We're both leader managers. But there's one area that said, this is my, at my core. Like this is, this is the one that rises to the top. And when you know who you are, then you can know who you can more effectively partner with, who you need. You know, uh, everybody's a puzzle piece. So we all have gaps and we all have strengths. And then we got to yeah. fit together. We make a stronger and a bigger unit. So, <clears throat> so for an artist is somebody who has a special skill or a superpower. Uh, that could be sales. Uh, that could be, you know, frankly, being an artist, you know, drawing or painting or singing or something like that. Uh, it could be a talent of speaking. It could be copywriter, a writer. That's their, that's an artist. That's their specialty. You know, so somebody in sales, it could be somebody in marketing. He said, I'm a great marketer. Uh, I'm great at writing. I'm great at, uh, somebody that it could be, they're an amazing person who is able to listen and ask questions. Maybe that person's a counselor, or a therapist. Uh, it could be a dentist. You know, it could be a chiropractor or a doctor. Those are all different types of artists. So sometimes I think the when you the, the language we use is important because for some people they'll resonate with it, and other people will be like, "Well, I'm not an artist. I can't draw." And so I'm only explaining that to see that when he says an artist, he's basically saying a specialist. You're you have a you're something you're good at, like a craftsman, a craft, um, a specialist. So the other person is the manager leader. What they're great with is managing processes, systems, or groups of people. So that could be a, a football coach, you know, if you think of somebody like uh, Bill Belichick or any of the great coaches, they're a manager leader. They're great at um, maybe being the, the leader of a system, of a staff, you know, somebody who's a great uh, operations manager, um, somebody who's a great <coughs> executive assistant would probably be a great manager leader. As I knew, as I learned in business and working with different, you know, senior vice presidents and so forth, they basically said, 
oh, my executive assistant, they manage me. So that they look for somebody who could manage them, manage their schedule, tell them, you know, you have a meeting at 3 o'clock, you need this, I've already taken care of this, I've scheduled the cab. That's another example of a manager leader, somebody who's a great administrative leader. So, <clears throat> you need all three. You need that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial person um, who is focused on new opportunities in your business. And um, uh, you need a manager leader who can look over your business, over your staff, and improve those processes, make sure the people in your organization are, are delivering on their um, expectations. And you need uh, artists who are great at the specialties and so forth. So what Alex and I learned, which we sort of knew, she and I are both artists. And my niece, who we've hired to kind of oversee our business, is also an artist. So we have three artists basically running our team, which means that we're uh, one of the action items that I went forward on is looking for a uh, Filipino human resource manager for hiring, for uh, staffing over in the Philippines. So we'll see if that is something that's useful or if we need to find another piece of the puzzle. But the idea was by finding out that here's we're great specialists, we need somebody who is that manager leader who can look over the, the entire organization and can manage us more effectively. So and we believe that, you know, you're more of the entrepreneur. So we've already partnered up with you who's taking, who's already taken these different risks, who's innovated in different ways. So it's very important that people think about, am I an artist? Am I a manager leader? Am I an entrepreneur? And when you know who you are, then you can lean into your strengths. You know, Alex and I have always been a big believer in Gallup Strengths Finder assessment to, to really understand your core strengths and then lead into them. Uh, but this sort of simplifies into three buckets so that team-wise, once you know who you are, you know the other seats on the bus that you need to fill. Man, that's a really, really good point. Um, that's a really cool way of thinking about it. So, um, wow, like you just shared, uh, you know, a little, little gold nugget that clearly shows why it's worth investing into high-level uh, education, you know, and getting to things like that because, like, you know, when – I've I've somehow managed to find my way to success, right? It, it, but it's very it's it's been such a short period of time, and anything can happen moving forward. So, like understanding stuff like this is really helpful for me to identify where I might have deficiencies in my company. Do I have too many artists and not enough, uh, you know, of the leader manager roles? Do I have the right leader well, yeah. manager role I mean, in place? And <clears throat> Like, I think, I think, you know, for, for example, because it's true, it's like, and then when you, when you spend time with people, you know, you get to understand and you get more connected and understand those things. So, like, I know, like, I think that, uh, who was it? Was it, <laughs> these events run together, but, um, I believe that it was either at Business Mastery or I just recently was talking to somebody and they said, you know, when you can afford it, the first hire you should make is, as a personal assistant. So, you know, to have that person who is doing all those things that are time sucks for you, that keep you on your schedule. So your mind, your, your, your best of your mental energies can be focused on moving forward because they're dealing with all the details and everything. 
So yeah, yeah, I'd like to talk about that, you know, because um, as as we've grown our business, um, you know, there's more and more people that need things, right? So you need to have that buffer between yourself and you know everything that's going on. So having an assistant that will help you um, get to focus on the 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 higher income producing activities right because that's what we should always do as as the business owners is continuously focus on the income producing stuff even as artists you know the artist needs to get that you know that entrepreneur in, in place right. or get you right. know get the ceo of the company in in place you know but it, it, it we have to like continuously invest into people and that's, I think, where my strength as an entrepreneur is, is I understand that at the core level of, you know, investing into people is a really good investment. You know, like it, it could be risky for some to think about that. It's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? You know, but when you look at the other side, it's like, what if it does work out? Because if it does, if you, if you grow in your ability to, to, to communicate with the people that you bring in, especially if you understand, um, who you need when you understand the, the three buckets that kind of makes it easy to under like to, to identify and look at everybody and and really figure out what is this person are they an artist are they an entrepreneur are they creative are they coming up with a bunch of stuff or are they systems oriented are they process oriented you know what is what is their core strengths and then accentuate their core strengths as opposed to trying to break them and turn them into something that they're not which i think a lot of um business owners really struggle with when it comes to uh, managing and hiring people is they really struggle with, you know, understanding the, the, that not everybody's going to fit a certain mold. You can't, you can't make a, a square um, peg go into a round hole. And sometimes we, we spend so much time. So one of the key concepts, just as you're listening to this and as you start growing a business and start making your, your first or your second or your 10th or your hundredth hire. I mean, you've learned something along the way, but you have to be willing to, you know, hire slow and fire fast. That's one of the, that's one of the things <laughs> that I've always um, been willing to do. And it's, uh, it served me well, you know, but when I see good people who are putting the effort out there, I'm going to work with them as long as it possibly takes for us to get the maximum value out of that return on the investment. Right. So that's kind of like I think that that's a really cool way of, uh, of, of, you know, uh, thinking about it. Let me ask you a question, Jerry. So um, now that you're back. Right. So a lot of people go to these events and we call it event training. Right. So you go to the event, you learn all this information, you get hyped, you get psyched, you walk out of that event and you feel like you still don't know exactly what to do. Right. I mean, that's kind of a, a common theme. Do, do when, when you walked out of this event, do you feel like you have a game plan, you know, of, of action items that's going to help you get past that one hurdle, right? That 1%. Do you feel like you, you got that out of that? And how do you, how do you, um, how do you get into that state every single day? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I would say, honestly, that's still a work in progress because you know, think about how many years you've been alive. That's how many years we've been practicing living not in a peak state. Peak steak. I must be hungry. <laughs> not living in a peak state. So this idea of not letting circumstances dictate. Um, like, you know, we talked about our little, our little girl is 
got sick overnight and we were new parents. So it's like, oh, is this, is this okay? You know, should we, you know, what should we do? And, and having kind of nervous, not so, we didn't really sleep much last night. And so whatever the circumstances in, most of society tells us, you know, well, I haven't had my morning coffee yet. You know, sorry, I can't really talk. You know, uh, oh, I got a case of the Mondays, whatever. So we basically settle for what uh, life hands us, the circumstances. And so this idea that Tony talks about, change your state, change your life. You know, change your state, change your story. That you could actually, just through breathing and a physical state, you know, get to into the zone so that you have energy, so that you're saying, I'm going to live, and I love that he breaks it down and says, you're either living in one of two states. You're either living in a suffering state or you're living in a beautiful state. So do you want to live in a state of suffering or a state of beauty? And so uh, getting into that right place. Now, that might be a state of gratitude or it might be getting that, hey, I'm getting ready to go on camera and deliver uh, content, speaking. That means I need to be in a an energized, a powerful state, a state that I have belief that, what we're going to share is going to change people's lives. Somebody listening to this right now is going to hear something and go, today's the day something changes. So uh, operating from a, a different state, then you operate at a higher level, right? And and we, when we hear that, we say, okay, that totally makes sense. You know, you're just like if you're going to a football game, you're going to get, you know, you're going to be mentally focused. You're going to visualize whatever it is, making that last second shot catching that pass. You, you've gone through the game plan, but then you have to get in the zone. You get in that place of like peak performance. And that's why Tony Robbins works with the Golden State Warriors, you know, on this mindset change, on living in this peak state and operating from that. So like I think the, in the past day, I don't even know, it was maybe this morning or yesterday, just all the travel, um, you know, Remy, you know, having a newborn baby, all that stuff. I'm also in a, got back from Florida. I'm currently in rehearsals at night for a uh, musical that's going up on stage here in Chicago in less than 10 days. So I can take all those things and say, oh boy, oh, I'm just tired from everything. But Tony Robbins gets up and just dominates, doesn't he? For hours and hours and hours. And how does he do that? Well, he changes his state. He gets into a state. He stays hydrated, you know, and he just goes out and crushes it. So some of it's the mindset and some of it's saying, I can make a move to change my state right now and say, you know what? I'm not going to accept. Oh, I'm going to live down here. Oh, where's my coffee? I still have my coffee. I love coffee. But there's something about you're going to mentally, you're going to have better creativity. If you're living in peak state, you're going to have those innovative ideas. He breaks down business is only two things, um, innovation and marketing. So when you're operating in a peak state, you're going to tap into that subconscious mind where you can have more innovative ideas. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to be able to access more in your brain to be able to come up with different marketing ideas or remember things that have been told you from other people. So it's a work in progress. I think it is, you know, what can we do? Just, so, just like you tell people 
at uh, the Outsource Lifestyle awesome event that we had right before this. We just want to get 1% better every day. So I think about uh, the things that you've talked about, getting 1% better. How can I live in a higher state, a 1% more peak state today than I did yesterday? Instead of trying to eat the whole elephant at once, let's do it one bite at a time. So when I find myself dragging, I'm going to sit up in my chair, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to take a walk, I'm going to do something where I can, you know, get in there and say, no, I'm not going to accept just staying down here. And I think that's part of the reason why you and I both now have standing desks. So we can bring more of ourselves and say, physically, I know I can produce more when I'm breathing more, when I'm standing rather than just slumping back in a chair and 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 that takes me into a worse state. So so that's why I think that this this idea of state is something that it's it's very I don't hear it much except from Tony Robbins. I don't know about I don't know about you. Uh there's not a lot of people that I've seen out there talking about changing your state, operating in peak state and uh how that can have a benefit on yourself and on your business because you're going to be bringing the best part of you out to bear in whatever, in life, in business, in relationships. Yeah, well, it's all about making something so attractive that you want to do it, right? And you got to be in the peak state to be able to get to that point. So that's uh, that's really interesting when you think about creativity and the importance of being in a peak state uh, to, to be able to be at your most creative. Because when you're at a peak state, you're not worried about everything uh, external that's going on in the world you're focusing on like now when you're there you're like focusing on what you want and and that's exciting you know that gets your that gets your juices flowing and you know one of the biggest challenges that I see um, people have is they're not living in a, a peak state most of the time and none of yeah. us are in it all the time you know except right. for Tony Robbins he's like the only one on the planet <laughs> that actually is but you know the rest he's more of machine are, than man are a though, little bit so more mortal and you know yeah. we have ebbs and flows every every single one of us and uh you know it's the, the the difference is being able to snap yourself out of out of those those ebbs and get right back up into the flow section you know because it really is um all about creativity when it comes to business. If you're creating your, I don't know, the, the, the universe, the energy like aligns with you when you continue to create. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you're not in a state, you know, of creativity, then you're in a, you know, this place of fear and, you know, you can't make decisions because you're scared of what might happen if, if it doesn't go your way. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, just, um, yeah, thought I'd chime in there with that one. Yeah, and and you really, you really tied it together because that's by talking about the state. One of the first things he talked about at the start of the conference was, if you're stuck, you get stuck in the zone. And honestly, Alex and I felt that because we're just you know wanting to grow the business. The so we went in with that sort of angst of how do we how do we turn this around? How do we get to the next level? And then that stress. We felt it weighing on us, and you just feel it on your forehead, just like right here. And uh, so he basically says, "You'll never get to the next level if you're stuck in the how. the The secret is not in figuring out the how; it's in changing your state. And he said it's in setting the target of this is where we're getting to. You know, we're getting here. 
Because if you, if you set that target, if you put that X on the treasure map, then you said, I don't know how, but I, you get to the place of certain belief that you have what it takes. You're gonna, you're gonna link up with the right people to get you there, but somehow you're gonna find a way to get here. You know, you're gonna find a way, you're gonna make a way, and it's gonna be worth it. You know, another section he went through is that all of a sudden you've unleashed your, your subconscious mind uh, to know that this is where we're going. Here is the result we're driving towards. Instead of being stuck in the tyranny of the urgent, the tyranny of the everyday how or the busyness and, and stuff, you know, that you are actually, you have a, a vision for the future, a place where you're going. And then all of a sudden you marshal the resources to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's powerful stuff. And that really, uh, if if people get that as they're listening to this, then it's it will um, you know at least get them you know because the how to is never really the the issue with anything. Everybody always thinks it's like if I learn how to do something, then you know it's it it's always in the quality of the questions that that we ask. If we're not asking yeah. good quality questions, then we get bad quality answers, right? Like when we're asking how do I how do I turn a computer on? Well you know, like there's a power button, right? And, you know, how do I, how do I open a spreadsheet? It's like, well, you just kind of click open. And, you know, some of the things that people allow themselves to get caught up on the how to, you know, it keeps them from ever because they're never asking the right question. You know, like, why don't I understand this? Where do I get the information? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I learn this? You know, how do I become an expert at something? You know, and, and you immerse yourself into becoming what you want to become. And that requires, you know, being in the right state of state of mind to be able to, you know, pull pull from those parts of your brain that 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 wants to get, find you the answer. You know, it really it really does. It never is the how to stuff. I mean, because there's a billion books out there, you know, like you can go buy the ultimate sales machine and learn everything that you ever want to learn about how to operate a business at a high level. You know, you, you'll have to learn the how to stuff along the way, how to manage people and how to do all this stuff, right? How to, how to get someone who knows something about advertising and marketing on your team, you know, how to get salespeople, how to do all the stuff that it takes to run, you know, a, a successful business. But if we're not at that, it, you know, like if we're not at that place, you know, in that, in that, that state, you know, like getting that type of information right there is invaluable so like did that make the that make it worth it for you to at least get that out of it i mean that sounds like that would be like a really powerful takeaway from the event absolutely absolutely and it sort of ties together with, with the other part of you know your question is having that did you have an action plan and everything the reality was within but not even by the first afternoon i had already written and you know the truth is we left the outsourced lifestyle event with you with so much incredible stuff from, you know, actionable stuff on, on content and, and, and uh, copywriting and, and personal leadership things on living in integrity and so much awesome stuff. And then masterminding on, on taking it to the next level and selling on Amazon. So we had a lot of break. We went in with a lot of breakthroughs because we'd already been, you know, coming from your event. But uh, even... In that mindset change that first day, it got, at least for me, and I believe Alex would say the same thing, got us operating in a different state, and we 
basically were able to sit down with our our the manager of our business and go over things and so we were able to mastermind every day there because we had the manager of our business plus the two owners there talking about things, implementing things. So we started implementing day one on different things. And so we took action right away on the things we were doing. We processed it. We talked together as a team. And then when we came back, we basically, one of the things he talks about is there's these seven forces of business mastery. And um, I'm sure we can link to something uh, in our notes um, uh, with more information on what he's talking about there. But he basically says, you know, just like they talk about in business management, you know, if it's not measured, it's not managed. Um, but if we're going to get to operating at a higher level, then we need to have core meetings every week with our team to go over these values and that, so they become instilled in the culture so that we're living and operating with a results-focused mentality instead of a crisis, tyranny of the urgent mentality. So I would tie that together like what well, you're talking about the income producing activities or not, but also having what's our result that we want to achieve? And are our activities getting us to that result? How are they helping? How can we optimize that? So we just had our first meeting um, you know, on Monday. We went over the very first force of business mastery, which is, you know, where are you really in your business? Let's get real. Where should you be? And where is the business going that you need to get to in the next six months to 12 months? So um, every week we're going to go over a different, uh, one of the forces of business mastery. And so then every seven weeks you're, you're, you're going over each one throughout the year. And it's, you're continually optimizing. Cycle back around. Where did where, our growth go? What happened? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Like, like we, 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 we're going really long right now, but it's awesome because like the stuff that you're sharing is really valuable, valuable information. So like, you know, um, I, I did read something that, let me, let me see. It says, uh, business operators get tired, business owners get rich. So, um, how did, how did that, like, did, how does that make you feel when you hear that that saying right there? And now that you just got done with business mastery and you're working with your team on those things that you were just talking about, yeah, I think that's I definitely we we we're definitely in the business operator um, mode or stage, and so it gives us that result of if we're going to be business owners, what do we need to who do we need to get on the bus, you know? Uh, as Jim Collins would say, and then eventually find the right seat for them. But who do we need to surround ourselves with? Who do we need to partner up with um, so that uh, we're, we're able to work on the business, not work in the business? And going through each of these forces of business mastery, I believe, is, is getting closer to becoming that. Um, but yeah, getting in the reality of, yeah, we're very much in the owner-operator mode right now, um, but the importance of getting to that business owner mindset. So otherwise, people burn out, basically. You burn out uh, if you're the one running the ship the whole time, and you don't have the mental energy or space to be able to look forward, to step back, to look over everything. Um, so I think that's that's very important, and it's something that we're continuing to work work on. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I've, <clears throat> I've always, you know, the way that I kind of operate to, to go on that, that quote a little bit is um, if I find myself doing something too much, then I, I start not enjoying it and it becomes more of a more of a uh, chore than it does something that I really, really enjoy doing, you know. So like one of the things that's really worked well is as I identify those things, I start using some of the cash that the, the businesses are making and, and invest that into other people for them to be able to help me not be the owner operator. And it, 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 you know, I think we all start out, we as owner operators and the transition can be a little difficult because that requires, you know, us to, you know, learn how to um, deal with other people. You know, when we, when, when we're so invested into it ourselves, you know, nobody knows everything, right? Except for us, because we're the only ones inside our own head that knows how everything ties together. So like when you bring people in, it's like, oh crap, like I actually have to teach something to someone, you know, I have to show them like what to do and, oh man, I haven't documented any of this stuff. We got to document this all. So like that way, when we hire people in the future, we don't, we don't have these issues. So like, there's a whole bunch of different little phases of, of the growth, but you know, it definitely requires getting leverage on yourself and not just being the owner operator of your business because you know what, it's not a business if like you're not there and it shuts down. Right. Like you, 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 like you have kind of like a job. It's a cool, cool job to have. You get to work for yourself and wake up and, you know, take cool pictures and post it on Facebook <laughs> about how free everything is. Right. But you're really working like 65, 70 hours in the middle of the, in the middle of the you day. Know? So that's the, that's the difference. You know, it's, it really is that 1% a day and just, you know, making that, making that commitment, um, and living in integrity to, you know, get past that phase. Cause once you get past that phase, it becomes really, really easy, you know, especially when you understand, um, you were talking to me about, um, I think you said something to me when we were talking earlier, profit is a myth or something like that. You said that, uh, you learned something about how to think about, uh, accounting as it comes to money that's coming into the business and, you know, profit being a myth versus cash flow. So yeah, they, talk about that a little spent bit. a day going into what they called business optics, and uh, they had uh, one of these business leaders from Texas who was able to communicate in not quite as dry as it could be way, you know. But what he basically was trying to get us to understand is um, to look at our financials not as reading a report, but as looking at a scoreboard. And the scoreboard tells you what the score is and what needs to happen, you know, what needs to change. So they really broke down how to take <clears throat> um, your profit loss statement, you know, to take your 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 cash flow uh, sheet and you know combine them together. Um, so with your balance sheet, so you have really one um, sheet to look at, which which told more of a story, which was more of a scoreboard than just getting these random reports from your accountant. And the idea. Their operating idea is that, you know, accountants, they really just, they, they basically just say, here's how, here's, here's the end result. They tabulate everything. But they don't take those numbers then and say, well, here's how you need to change your business activities to get a different result. So you want this idea that what you have by looking at your scoreboard 
will then inform you what different business activities you can take to change that. And, and I'll tell a story just because it gives a, a better idea than to try and regurgitate, you know, talking about business, financials, and accounting. But So he goes through and he shows on the screen. Well, this is important. By the way, um, this is so important because we see it inside of our community, how many people haven't done anything about their books. And now here we are going into tax season and, you know, they're going to be scrambling for the next, you know, six, seven months trying to get caught up on what happened last year. So stuff like this is um, we've talked about it, but, you know, it's it's something that honestly most entrepreneurs overlook. They don't think about their books and that's why they're unsuccessful. That's a big reason why they're unsuccessful because they have no idea what's going on anywhere inside their company. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and, well, and it's definitely, there's all, there's, for almost all of us, there's room for growth. This is a big area where we can, like, get better at it, get a lot better at it. And we include ourselves in this. It's, Myself included. Yeah. So, he goes through and he breaks down and he goes, well, let me show you this. Here's a company. It's 2001 or two. I think 2001. And he shows the company's stock is at 60 something dollars a share. And it's January. And then he starts showing, all right, here's the stock at 60 something dollars a share. And then he starts showing, then they'll start popping up, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bear Stearns, strong buy. You know, uh, Lehman Brothers, buy. You know, and he starts going through. And then basically, as each week or a couple weeks goes by, the stock price is going down. But all these, Walt, the street, all these investing houses, it keeps showing strong buy, recommended buy, strong. And you show, you, he shows the stock price going from $63 a share, roughly. It's going down, it's going down, and it's in the 40s. Buy, 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 all these things, buy, into June, into July. Then it's down into the 20s. Uh, a lot of upside, recommended, you know, or hold. You know, but all these things are saying buy and then eventually hold, you know, long-term play and all these things. It's going down to $10 a share. And then by December, bankrupt. And the company, Enron. So he basically says, he uses it as a case study and example that all these smart people, all these People, all these investment houses, what they were looking at was sales. What they're really looking at, they were looking at billion plus in sales, sales, sales. But they weren't looking under the business uh, optics of their cash flow. Where was this cash flow coming from? Well, a lot of it was uh, loans. It ended up being just loans. So they were even showing a profit. Quarter one, 600 and something million dollar profit. Quarter two, they even showed a profit there. By Q4 or Q1 of the next year, they're bankrupt. And so basically he's saying that profit is a myth. And the books can show a lot of things. And, and companies can be, uh, can really, they can really cook the books to show profit. But you can't fake cash. You can't fake cash when you know what you're looking at. Is your cash coming from, uh, uh, loans? Is your cash coming from uh, acquisition, you know, is your, are selling things? Is your cash actually coming from
from income of, of goods sold. So it was a really, really interesting example of the importance of cash. And then he used a quote from Warren Buffett and somebody else. He basically said, the goal in business is to not lose money. <laughs> the first rule of business, don't lose money. So making sure that you're bringing in more cash than you're putting out. You know, we went through some different examples where it all looked good and then you realize, oh, you know, uh, the truth of the matter was, uh, okay, this, this business is wor working on a lot of, and I think for a lot of us that are dealing with credit cards as, as essentially loans in the business or small business loans and things. It's easy to just think, oh, okay, and forget, you know, that that's really, um, uh, a liability, you know, instead of, the, instead of looking at assets, instead of looking at profit, look at your cash flow. Because that's king. Cash is king. Cash is king. You know why cash is king? Because when you know what kind of cash flow you have, you know what kind of people you can invest into. And if you know what kind of people you need, because you know the buckets right now, now you have this formula that you can start applying into your business. And, you know, it's just, it's a matter of, you know, I'm, I've been um, over the last year, really uh struggling to find someone who i could rely on to do the books uh you you've heard me inside the community talk about bench yeah bench.co um they're awesome you know they're amazing if you're listening to this use them if you're in business tell them jason o'neill and jerry mills sent you um yeah i mean they've been you know amazing now you know you can get on the phone with one of those people and they're going to tell you exactly what they need and they're going to send you your 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 statements back. You're going to get your income statement. You're going to get your balance sheet. You're going to find uh, what your true cash flow in your business is. Because sometimes you think that it might be something, but you don't realize how much you're spending in certain areas if you're not paying attention to these things. You don't realize where you might be bleeding money. And for those of you who might not be financial wizards, because I'm certainly not, this is um this is something that as you grow a company, you get a CFO in place for, right? They're going to be the ones that are on top of this and make sure that they're they're paying attention to the expenditures. And you, as the CEO or the owner, should always be aware of where the money's going and how much is going out to everything. But um, it really is cash flow, um, especially as you start operating at a higher level, and you know you have a lot of cash that might be floating out there at any given time, you know, and a lot of cash is coming in at any given time when you're dealing with, like you deal with, you deal with a lot of credit cards to help fund your, your business. Um, to, so yeah, there's cash always sitting out there. And it's like, we're not as business owners on top of that, then it's hard for us to really get comfortable with the types of decisions that we make. And I would even, I would even go as far as to say, that's a way to stay, out of peak state because there's that underlying thing that's going on that we know is there and we don't know how much money we actually have to to put towards other stuff so that pulls us into this non-peak state now we're not creative anymore and you know it affects you in a whole lot of different ways it's kind of like that ripple yeah. effect you know by by not being on top of this stuff and probably um, you know, one of many, many reasons, but one of the bigger reasons why so many small businesses fail uh, to make it past the first couple of years, because they have no idea what their books are doing. And, you know, they're, they're, 
there it's just it's just blindly kind of going through it and not truly you know not truly um getting intimate with the numbers and that's um one of my goals um going into 2016 is within the first couple of days of every month um i want to know where where my numbers were how much did i spend you know how much did i spend with advertising how much did i pay people and i actually want to start doing what some of these other guys do and start posting that you know, like, I think that that's kind of cool for people to be able to follow right. along and seeing the, the income statements, you know? Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 that's one of my goals um, going into this year. And, you know, I'm really happy that we're almost through the first month of the year and we're we're close to being completely up to date on the books, which is really exciting. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey and I've, I've, I've firsthand witnessed to how important it really is to, to be on top of these things. You know, I'm certainly... Uh, not a perfect saint when it comes to that. So like now we're there, but it took a long time to get to this point. So the sooner that you get started, the better off. So, so true. That's our so talk true. about books. <laughs> I mean, books are important though, really. Like it's not one of those exciting things, but it's always, it's very misunderstood. And, you know, it's important that people are paying attention to that stuff as they're growing a business. So kind of uh, to close things out here. Jerry, um, is there anything else that you want to share about the event, man? Anything that, like, literally that one golden nugget that you haven't already dropped? Because you've dropped a bunch of them. Um, anything in particular that that you haven't, you know, got out there that you think people will really be able to benefit from? Yeah, I think that it's just the the totality of all these different. The content was great, um, but it's it's something that you've talked about a lot, and and we tie it back, I think, with if you're not, if you don't have a mentor or a coach, or if you're not in a mastermind, then really, how are you going to raise your game? You know, everybody, the best athletes in the world, Serena Williams hires Tony Robbins as a coach. You know, uh, all the great golfers, they have their own personal coach. You know, so we think about it in sports. You know, in the arts. You know, uh, in music, you always have, you're always working on your craft at getting better. Um, and you're always meeting with a coach to, to work on your techniques and so forth. So I would say that if, if you're not in, what, how, what are you, I would just ask, what are you doing to raise your game? How are you investing? And it starts with, you know, hey, you get these good books, you know, and you, you, you read them and you try and implement them. But uh, if you really want to shortcut, uh, your growth, you want to get with high performers who are operating at a, at a different level because, you know, um, you know, that's what, just like with you, if you have a workout partner who is pushing you, you get better faster. So that's what it's like with the outsource lifestyle mastermind, uh, just like these other masterminds is you've got people that have really invested in themselves and their business and, 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 and all these things that, that we're talking about from, uh, books and cash flow to mindset. And, and so I would encourage people, find that right group and that right mastermind that's uh, going to be right for you and invest in yourself. It's, it's a bit of a leap of faith at first, but then you realize, you know, people who start off and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy a book on this. Then, it's, then it becomes, oh, why wouldn't? Of course I'm going to invest. The more you invest in yourself and in your business, the higher return you're going to get on that investment. And that's what I would say to people is that just being a part of 
the right mastermind is going to be so beneficial because you're going to be operating mentally at a higher level. You're going to have these great relationships with people that you can um, go over best practices and so forth. But it just raises your game. So that's, I think, the big takeaway. Uh, if we hadn't have invested in ourselves with the Outsource Lifestyle, if we had invested in ourselves with this Tony Robbins event, we wouldn't be able to be processing these things, talking about today and implementing the things that we've learned. So That's awesome, man. You guys have come a long way. And it's uh, it's exciting to to know uh, where you're going in the future. You know, it's been really fun to you know get a chance to have you at our events, and you know our masterminds are a lot of fun. And you know, it's our our vision and our dream to really make the most powerful mastermind you know on the planet. You know, like that's that's it. But you know, it really is important to continuously invest into getting around those higher levels of people because you know, like. Um, it stretches you. It makes you start seeing things from a different angle. And it start it starts, you know, pissing you off that someone else is kicking your butt, you know, like it it, it like that's how I feel. Um it, when I go to, you know, my mastermind meeting that I invest into and you know, it's like I walk in there and I wanna I wanna take no prisoners. I wanna be the top person in that room. And, you know, like they always say that if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're sitting in the wrong room. But, you know, like there's so many smart people in there. So like it pushes me to the next level to be around those types of people. And, you know, that's one of the that's one of the core business principles. Um, and that's this is going to be in the book, too, because it really is that important. The level of people that I've been able to meet through being in high level masterminds, people who have invested, you know, twenty five thousand dollars to be in in a room for a few days you know really in a room for a few days and outside of that that's about you know that you know and you get you get around these people that as long as you're one that goes out there and you 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 deliver and you do your thing you're going to attract so many awesome people into your life because you're out there and you're operating at a high high frequency and that's how you get the right types of people um and that's how we keep getting the right types of people in over in the outsource lifestyle is we, we identify those people who, who want to play at a high level. And, you know, we make opportunities that might not have ever existed. And that's where my entrepreneurship, you know, really, really comes in. Like, that's my creativity is figuring out how to fit people in. So, like, I thought today was an amazing, amazing um, session, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing this stuff. I, I tell you, like, it's it's fun to listen to like what you learned and, and really get a feel for it, man. Like get a feel for mm -hmm. like, it's like, crap, I wish I was there. That would, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that stuff, Jerry. So like just on, on closing notes, you know, now that you, uh, you got that, you know, what are you committed to? What is your agreement that you're going to make with the audience right now that you're going to accomplish moving forward that you took away from at this event? Well, we're going to continue to uh, focus on living, and changing our state to change our story, <clears throat> to become more aware, live in that awareness of, you know, when am I settling? Um, when am I settling for living in a suffering state? Now that it, when I say that, I mean, it sounds weird to some people, but I mean, it doesn't mean that you aren't going to have, you know, days where it's like, ah, oh, crap, or this is making me mad or something like that. But when you can have a choice to operate at a higher level to be able to do that, um, so that's a that's a commitment to continue to move that ball forward 
uh, get 1% better every day. We're committed to having those weekly team meetings to, to go over these seven forces of business mastery. And in that way, we're continually working on ourselves and our business. It's not just going, listening to a bunch of nice stuff and then forgetting it. So, and then uh, Alex and I are continuing to work on our own development, <clears throat> going through different personal development time, investing in ourselves, our own growth, um, our spiritual growth, um, relationship growth, and um, <clears throat> doing that all uh, between business and a baby. So, you know, uh, I would say anybody can do this, if, you know, whether you have kids, whether you uh, are still in a nine to five, it, it all starts from today. You know, and making that investment in yourself, and that's what I encourage people to do is is uh, put those put those goals. We have goals that we've set for our business. We're working towards those, and then every six weeks, every seven weeks, you know, you're you're saying, "How have I done? How am I reaching those?" And you set new ones. So that's what we're operating on. We're excited about it. And the last thing I would just say is that, and get passionate about what you're doing. You know, that's the thing that that he really you know impressed on us too is that if you're not passionate about what you're doing then you need to sell what you're doing and you need to move on or you need to find a way to get passionate so so that really helped us say like hey we can't just you know try and set something up and have it be okay and then move on to the next thing because but you've got to really be passionate about whatever your core business is getting it awesome getting it great you know not settling so that's that's the other thing. Cool, man. Well, we can't wait to hear how it goes throughout the rest of the year. So thanks for tuning in today, guys. We, um, You can find us on uh, iTunes. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. at, at iTunes at Zero to Hero Show. So make sure that you subscribe for future episodes. We're going to have a lot of awesome content throughout the rest of the year. So if you got some value out of this, make sure that you give us a little bit of love. Give us, uh, give us a review. Tell us what you think of the show. Uh, let us know what you think we can improve. We're yep. here to hear, get your feedback. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And thanks, we'll see guys. You in the next episode. Thanks for joining us for the Zero to Hero Show. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Zero to Hero is brought to you by The Outsourced Lifestyle. Looking to build a business? Get from Zero to Hero by building a business, selling on Amazon. Check us out at OutsourcedLifestyle.com. Join us next time for the Zero to Hero Show.